0: You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. We'll
1: come- Welcome back Bears fans, it is another edition of Bears Nation podcast in the final week of the season. The Chicago Bears are somehow in the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. They sneak into the 7th spot in the expanded playoff bracket, the expanded playoff format, uh, thanks to 2020 and thanks to COVID. Uh, so I guess that's one good thing, depending on how you look at it. Uh, regardless, this is a recap episode. So, we will be recapping the bears thirty five to sixteen loss to the Green Bay Packers in which they yet again failed to beat a competent team uh, that is actually a winning team that is run competently. Um, but that notwithstanding, I'm gonna turn this over to Kevin for the opening monologue because he's gonna be the positivity guy here. <laughs> so, as the Bears are in the playoffs somehow, I'm going to let him take the opening here. So, Kevin, the floor is yours. Well, let me first tell you exactly what's going to happen. It seems like
2: everybody in the fan base right now is sulking about the loss, and yeah, it's a bad loss and all that. I guarantee you in the next six days that they play on Saturday, seven days that they play on Sunday, the hype is going to be generated up because they're playing a playoff game. I mean, I promise you that's going to be the case. So you can soak all you want right now. I guarantee you throughout the week, your, the hype will be generated and you'll be ready to go embrace the moment when they play the Saints. The Bears have made the playoffs five out of twenty times in the last decade. Seventy-five percent of the time, the Bears were not in the playoffs. And you're telling me that some people are out there, you know, not going to embrace this moment. Like I don't care what the record is. How the Giants might be in at six and ten. If the Redskins in, uh, sorry, the Washington Football Team, they'll be in at seven and nine. Like once you get in the playoffs, I don't care about the record. Throw it away. You're in. It doesn't matter to me. You're in the playoffs. And I'm going to get excited just as I would for any other playoff game, regardless of what happened in the regular season, because they are in the playoffs. And for this franchise, for this organization in the past 20 years, and, you know, quite frankly, this is even longer, we've been starved of these opportunities to watch the Chicago Bears play January football in the playoffs. So I, you know, we'll dive into the game, but I just want to start that off because I know there's a weird feeling right now around the fan base and nobody knows how to feel because we lost the game, but the Rams bail us out and we're in. I'll tell you how to feel. You know, be excited for it because these opportunities don't come often. Get up, get ready for this game against the Saints because it's going to be a good one regardless. And, you know, the regular season happened. It's in the past now. You're in the playoffs. So are the Packers. So are the Giants. Maybe the, the Washington football team who has a losing record. It doesn't – none of it matters. The record doesn't matter right now. You're in the Focus on that. So that's a little bit of my opening message. I don't know if, Chris, you feel the same, but that's where I'm coming from. I'm going to get excited for this game against New Orleans next week regardless.
0: It's worth noting that, I, you know, I think a lot of people expected this to be the way we got in, or, or not expected, but maybe, you know, had a feeling that this would be a very possible way that the Bears do get in, Um I'm not going to lie, though. Like it, it it's I'm not jumping for joy. Like, I, you know, I'm cool. We're in the playoffs. Like, that's awesome. I mean, it's better to be in it than to not be in it after, you know, winning the games that you did. But it's like, I don't know, it, it just doesn't really, you know, it, it's not inspiring. Like it, it's, you know, you got in um, cool. Of course, you're going to, you know, give it your all. You got to try to take down the Saints and then worry about the Packers after that. But. You know, it is just you're you're in a weird place, like a very weird
1: place. This is exactly what Chris and I were talking about after the first Packers game. When, Kevin, you were saying, well, you could still win out. And even if you don't, as long as you win three out of four, you could get in an eight and eight and you could sneak in. And this is exactly what we we're talking about with. All right, great. You got here. You got to A. Nate. Congratulations. You beat up on the Vikings and the Jaguars and the Texans. And you sneak into the playoffs. Oh, right and good. Fine. The Saints get to kick our teeth in next week. And now uh, yes. and now Nagy and Pace are safe. Trubisky's safe. And I and I said last week that I think Trubisky has earned another shot to try and earn the job next year. I stand by that. But Awesome. Nagy's back. Pace is back. You're there for one more year, and then your window slams shut after next year. So awesome. You're in football purgatory, and you wasted it. And oh. now, it's, unless, unless you put together a really, really great year next year, and you figure out every single kink, and everybody can stay healthy, you got one year yeah. I mean You're not doing anything this year. You haven't beat a single winning team. You haven't you haven't beat a single team that's, not true. that's been worth anything. You beat the Buccaneers one time. But other than that, you've beaten the Lions, you've beaten the Giants, you've beaten the Falcons, you've beaten the Panthers, and then you've beaten the Texans, Vikings, and Jaguars. All those teams are stink. All those teams are bums, and they're outside of the playoff picture. The Buccaneers are the only playoff team that you've beaten, and you needed to beat them at the last second. You got you got your teeth kicked in. You got absolutely shit-canned by the Packers twice.
2: Nah, they did not get what's, shit-canned this week. They did the, not get shit-canned.
1: I mean, y- you blew the game. You had a chance to win it, and you didn't have the guts to go yes. out and make the plays necessary to win it. I mean, that's the same thing in my book. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You didn't You didn't have the guts. You didn't have the gusto to go out and win the game. I mean, that's just as bad. Like, it, it doesn't matter. The, and you know, and I think every single one of us knows that the NFL is going to finagle this and tweak it in some way that Alvin Kamara is able to play. So that means the Bears are playing on Sunday, so Alvin Kamara can be out there and Drew Brees is back, and he's been playing well ever since that collapse long thing, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're in the Come same on. spot, and now you have the same coaching, and you have the same GM up there making the same calls, and you have the, what, 18th, 19th, 20th pick to draft an own lineman or linebacker to make you marginally better? And you you have one can year... I
0: just, can I just say something, really? Kevin, I, I do 100% about the whole being happy, because, I mean, as a fan, like, it really comes down to the, to the fact that you have no choice. Like, they're here. Either you root for them or you don't. Like, that's pretty much all it comes down to. But let's think about this logically. If the Rams don't beat the Cardinals, you're sitting here right now as we speak. We're having completely different conversations. You know, I that. I know that. I don't care. I
2: don't care. I mean, we, we, don't, we can talk mean, about though? that all we want. What? We could, I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. I don't care about hypotheticals. We don't – like, the past is the past. What happened, happened. And the Bears are in the playoffs. Like, it, everything's in front of us now. Don't look behind. Don't look what could have happened and what may have happened, and know, and what may have. Hey, screw. Don't even look what's gonna happen in the future. Like I don't understand at this given moment why we're still talking about, you know, what's gonna happen next year in the 18th and 20th pick and that kind of back. Like be, we have a playoff game to play. What are we talking because, about?
0: Be, because it's a loser's mentality. You tell me right now. Do you think the Bears have a chance at winning a Super Bowl? Be real. Be real here. Like just think about I this don't, logically.
2: Do okay. you? Yes they, or no. yes, or no. yes, they have a chance. Yes, they have a chance to win the Super no. Bowl because
0: they're in the playoffs. Kevin, you can play that card. Of of course, it's possible. It's possible. Do card. you think the Bears are winning the Super Bowl? Yes or no?
2: I'm not going to say yes or no to that question, but they have a chance to do it. I'll leave it at that. They have a oh, chance. Oh, that's, a cop, yeah. that's that a, cop? a cop out. How is that a cop
1: out? How is I mean, that a cop
2: out? They you, have you, equal chances. Everybody else, all 14 uh, teams in the playoffs, the Bears have the same exact chances. Everybody else. Same exact That's chance.
1: That's not true. Come on. You, you, look, I, I, I don't
2: know, man. I don't know.
1: I mean,
0: it's. I don't, I don't get, know. It, don't it think it's it, it, it just is what it is, man. It is what it is.
2: Exactly, it's, you're right. It is what it is, and they're in the playoffs. I mean, what like we don't, I don't, we don't have to get caught up in this future stuff, and and what's gonna happen uh, next year, and oh, uh, you know, everybody's quite frankly, if they if they uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Before the game, we found I, out that. Just going to have his job back regardless of what happened in this game. So it doesn't, that stuff doesn't even matter. They were going to be back regardless, okay? Now your team has a chance to play in the playoffs. Jake, 70. Five percent of the seasons in the past 20 years, we have not been able to watch this team in January, and we're just gonna and we're just not gonna embrace the moment. I don't understand it at all. It's so baffling to me how we desire to watch this team in, in the playoffs and desire to see our team go have a chance to win the Super Bowl, which they do, and we're just we're just sugarcoating it and brushing it off. Oh, it doesn't matter. No chance. Not gonna win. They took the Taints team to overtime and could have won that game with Nick Foles. And had Roquan, you know, made that interception. Like, what we're talking about makes no sense to me. I don't understand it at all. Like, you know, okay, forget about the future. They're literally playing a playoff game next week, and we're not talking about it. We're talking about how they have no chance. We're talking about the future. We're talking about the past when they're literally playing a playoff game next week. I will never understand the mentality. I'm sorry. That's just the way I'm wired. I'll never understand why people are talking about it when you literally are playing a playoff game next week.
1: Okay, yeah. let, let let me let me present it to you this way, because you know there are teams that get in and they go on runs. So let's take for example the Tennessee Titans of last year. They snuck in, you know they they were an okay team. Correct? Am I fair in comparing the Bears to that Tennessee Titans team?
2: Similar to an extent, sure.
1: Sure, and, and the Titans made a run, and they were able to beat the Baltimore Ravens, who were the top seed and they, who looked unstoppable, and the Titans beat them. And the Titans, uh, who didn't they beat the Patriots as well? Who who did they lose to? Yeah, oh, they, also the Chiefs, then. Yeah, so yeah, the, the, the Chiefs Titans, they go, like 30. they beat the Ravens, and, and they beat the Patriots. But here's my here's my response to such comparisons. The Bears don't have a Derrick Henry. The Bears don't have a Mike Vrabel. And, of course, that's a, a very minutes that's a very acute that's a very you know horse blinder way of looking at comparing them to one other team obviously of course but the thing is that the bears are in a team where who's the guy who's the guy and and as good as alan robinson is if for any superstar wide receiver if you have to say okay that's the guy that's going to lead us yeah, that, that's just a, a faulty way of looking at it. Cause you need to have a good quarterback and you have to have a good system to make a good wide receiver work. And and while Allen Robinson has been very, very, very good. And I would love to see him back in Chicago. And I hope he does sign an extension after the season is over, whenever that may be, uh, they just don't have, I mean, the play calling tonight, even was scared. And, and Mitch, while he had a fine game, There were mistakes. There were glaring errors that were not winning football. And maybe some of that was the play calling, but there was also just some Hairbrained blockhead decisions. And so that, I think, is the reason where you say, okay, yeah, you got the Saints, and they're a beatable team, but then you run right into the Packers again. And this Packers team picked you apart twice. They, they Aaron Rodgers, you won the time of possession tonight, too. You tried to keep him on the bench as long as you could, and still you got beat. So it's just there's so many hurdles to jump and so many hoops to dive through for things to go right for this team. That it just seems like to have that optimism, all right, great, you bought yourself six extra days, seven extra days, but at the end of the day, if it ends in the same result, then what's the point? And that's why I Uh, think people like myself and Chris, because that, because that's where we're at because then this team is going to go out at the end of season press conference and they're going to sell you on, Oh, well we made the playoffs at eight and eight. You know, we believe we're a better team than that. Of course you believe that, but what are you going to do about it? The personnel is the same. The coaching is the same. So you have to look at this. I think it's completely fair. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. um, You know, even after that first Packers game, we talked about this, that it's okay to have differing mindsets. You're just, there's a gray area. There's a gray area, and it's okay to be in that gray area where, yeah, okay, great, we made the playoffs. And, of course, me and Chris, are, are, I'm sure, we're ecstatic, we're happy that the Bears made the playoffs, especially after the pain of last season. But also, there's that reality that you're probably not going to have expanded playoffs next year again. You're not going to have that cushion. So something's got to change, and now you're having the same coaching staff and same GMs. So yeah, all right, the Saints are a beatable team. Let's just say for a minute that you can beat the Saints. Sure, whatever. Yes, you took them to overtime with Nick Foles, and yes, it's been a better team with Mitch Trubisky. But also, the Saints aren't the same team that they were then either. You know that that was that was an early season Saints. That was the first half of the season.
0: And think so th- things Reeves have changed for dunk.
1: everybody. And now and now you're going to New Orleans as well whereas you had the Saints at home, and that matters even without fans. We talked about that last week. So it's just it's okay to say, yeah, all right, we're happy the Bears have made the playoffs again. And, of course, we're going to watch that game, and you're going to root for the Bears. But you also have to look at it realistically. It's the same thing after the first Packers. You have to look at it realistically. You have to look at it rationally and look at what the facts are as well. And the facts are that this team is going to try and feed us the same old shit of, all right, two in three years, two playoff first in three years, all right. Like, you know, we got the makings of it, but are they going to be able to capitalize on it? And history has shown us with this regime, this current regime, that they're not going to be able to. So it's okay to be doubtful. If they win, awesome, great, fantastic. But then you run into the Packers again, then what? <laughs> you, 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 got to, you You can't just blindly, Look, and it, well, you can, but you shouldn't just blindly follow this team into traffic, I think is the point.
2: I'm going to blindly follow. Would you, you're you basically telling me you'd rather be the Minnesota Vikings sitting on the couch right now watching the Bears play in the playoffs next week because they have a higher draft pick and because yes. their future might look different? Yeah. Oh, my God. So oh, you're telling me – so you don't even care they're in the playoffs then. You're not excited. You're not ecstatic. You're not happy. You don't give a shit. You'd rather them not even be in the playoffs. You literally explain to yourself it right it. there that – so you'd rather, not, you'd rather them not be in the playoffs is, is what you're saying. You'd rather if the Bears that, not be in the playoffs is basically that, what you if just that said.
1: That had gotten, and it's different because the Vikings we know they're going to keep Zimmer. They're going to because we know they're going to keep Zimmer. They're going to keep Cousins. Okay, but, but the they were seven and Bears, nine.
2: Nothing's going to change. You know, like I, I don't.
1: The Bears, are di- the Bears are different because if you had just kept it, like it's just so different because I don't want this coaching staff to stay, but now that now they're going to, you know, and this is what me and Chris talked about. This is the same conversation we had. Would would you rather them lose out? Yes. Because you need to have change. And, and sure, while like, okay, you still get another bite at the apple next year, I guess. You have to hope that they do things right. It's just, if you see someone leading you off a cliff, are you going to keep following them? Yes. You know, if, I mean, <laughs> if, you, see, if you see someone follow, leading you off the top of Mount Everest, are you going to just blindly follow these? It's like, and I hate to say this one, but like, it's like your parents always said, like, if your friends jump off a bridge, are you going to do it too? Like that that's I where we're at here. That's
2: very different. I don't know. Chris, I I don't know if I've changed Chris's mind or not, but what do you have? I don't know, man. Like like just
0: the fact that we're that we're having this debate is, is basically what me and Jake were talking about. Like I just want that to I just want people to understand that. Like this confusion and this two different the, it's possible to have two to like have all these different viewpoints because of the situation they're in. Like nobody is, nobody wants the Chiefs to tank. Why? Because they're a great team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you guys gotta like think about this, man. Like, it's 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 deeper than the playoffs. The, is and it? That's
1: the
2: thing. Just, I, don't, I would I, ar-
1: word, I would argue it's not man. deeper than the playoffs. I think that shows that shows, and like Chris said, the fact that we're having this debate and this back and forth shows that we are in the worst spot in all of sports to be in possible purgatory. You are in Come sports
2: on. purgatory. Come on, Kevin. I could not Come disagree on, more. You're in the playoffs, and we're talking about purgatory. Like purgatory, you literally made the playoffs, and we're talking about purgatory. Had they gone eight and eight and not made the playoffs, sure.
1: Kevin, Kevin, be, you also have be... to consider that this is a different year. You have an expanded playoffs. A year, I don't care. It can be different all we free, want. It is what it, it. it is. You're in. It is what it is. These are the
2: cards you're dealt. This is what happened. This is the reality of the situation. We don't talk about what could have been. What you know? Oh, new year, different format. I don't care. You're in. This is the way it's played out. And you found a way to get in. And now you're there. This is not purgatory. You made the playoffs. You deserve you deserve credit for at least getting there regardless of the situation. This is not a, a purgatory. And this is this is the problem, guys. Like, I don't I, I just like I just don't get it. I don't get the, the the talk about a purgatory and the talk about, you know, all, all this, you know, the future and the past. Like, there is a playoff game being played next week. Matt Nagy literally just said in his post-game press conference, clean slate anything goes in the playoffs. That's literally where we're at. This is like a new season for the team, and we're talking as if like the season is done. We're talking as if you know this is the, the end-of-the-year podcast, we're talking about next year, we're talking about what's happening with the coaching staff. These conversations will be fine with me if they had lost this game and the Cardinals had won and they were not in the playoffs. Sure, we can talk about the future then, and we could talk about all of that, but that's not the case. They're in the playoffs. There's no reason to talk about it until they're knocked out. When they're knocked out, I will be ready and open to talk about it, but they have a playoff game to play next week. This is not purgatory. They're literally playing for a chance to win the Super Bowl, And we're talking about the future as if they just got eliminated. I mean, do you understand where I'm coming from? Like I do, I do understand where you're coming from, but I just, I just severely disagree with it. And I, I, and you know, it's not wrong for me to say, it's not right for me to say that the way you think is wrong, but I just, I, I don't know.
1: I just can't really wrap my mind around. It's okay. It. It's, like, to, it's it's okay to disagree. I mean, that's what sports are built. Yes, in. Talked about yes, that. that's true. That's true. Okay. Okay. Um, so that all being said, so then, okay. So you make good points. So and obviously, we're gonna have a preview episode later in the week to break down that Saints matchup um, because it does look like it'll be New Orleans. It will be. It's locked in. So let's get into this game then. So let's get into what happened in this game. The Bears lose 35 to 16. They lose to the Packers in a game that you had win in you're in, and you wouldn't have even had to watch the Rams or, ta- or watch the Cardinals. Um, but you did, and you know we've just discussed that, and we'll obviously discuss it more in the future and future episodes. But the fact of this matter is, you had a win or you're in game. And you lose the Packers 35-16 at Soldier Field and a game in which you went into halftime down by one score. And the way I looked at this game was it was better than the first game. Because really by halftime of the first time you played the Packers, you had a very strong feeling things weren't going to go your way unless everything broke correctly for you in the second half. This game was different because you had had some opportunities and you scored. Heck, you scored first and you started off hot. And um, and then you go into halftime only down one possession. There were some things that you could have corrected that were, were easy. You saw them right in front of you to correct. But um, so let's talk about it. Um, I mean, Mitch was thirty three for forty two. He only had one pick, but no touchdowns. I- I'm gonna start with what was the big most frustrating thing for me. In the most crucial spots, the play calling wasn't as aggressive as it was for the rest of the game, and it wasn't as decisive as it was for the rest of the game. You elected for field goals instead of going for it. You decided to throw on fourth and short when running it or sneaking it had worked for you in literally the previous four times. Uh It just, it it seemed like in certain situations, the play calling changed. And I think that's really how you shot yourself in the foot. You're always going to lose when you elect for field goals or you take field goals when you could take touchdowns, namely that punt where you forced a fumble and you got the ball deep in green Bay zone. You had to settle for a field goal. Those are the types of situations you got to come out with touchdowns.
2: Yeah. I mean, Chris, I'll let you take it um, because I just kind of rambled early on, but that was the difference in the game, the red zone look I it
0: was that oh, what drive was it it was our final like long grueling drive uh, the one that ended with no points mm-hmm. um I they went for it I, I believe three times on fourth down on that drive right
2: yeah two or three yeah
0: yeah I remember the first two times it was fourth and one both times and they just uh, one of the times they QB they, they did a QB sneak with Mitch and then the other time, I think they just handed it off to David Montgomery. No,
2: it was a drag route to Mooney. I remember, there was that okay, little. Uh... Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: And then and then like all of a sudden, you know, on that third one, Mitch is lining up in, in, in shotgun. And it's <laughs> like, why are we going away from what's working? Like, I, I just don't get it. It, it, it's, it was so stupid to me. I mean, you, you're having Mitch roll out and just, you know, absolutely just canceling out a portion of the
1: field for no reason. Having Mitch roll out and have Jimmy Graham downfield blocking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, I just didn't get that. I did not understand that. You had the entire field um, to beat the Packers. It it was working. I mean, you were – and then you just have him roll out like that. You had a chance to take the lead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I I, I get it. You know, Mitch is better when he's rolling and and when he's moving. That's true. But in that specific spot, like, that was mind-boggling to me. And that's all I was thinking about in that moment, like – I was just like, dude, like we just I mean, we had it down. We had the formula and then you go and do that. And and that was that. That was it. I mean, that was the turning point.
2: And that's kind of why I say. <clears throat> I think this score, this box score, kind of lied uh, to to an extent because like had they gone up and scored that game, I mean, I I think they have a real chance to win that game. Had they had they gone up and scored off that fourth down, get the fourth down conversion, you get in the end zone, very legit chance to win this game. They don't get it, and it all just kind of fell apart from there. So that like they they I mean they guys, I would go as far as to say they dominated this game for a long time. I mean they they the formula that they had scripted at the beginning of this game, and I I guarantee you they're talking about it all week in practice. We're gonna leave. Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. The more you keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, the better chance you have to win. They were doing that. I mean, they were dominating the time possession. I think they had, you know, almost 10 to 15 more minutes than them in the time possession. The problem was execution in the red zone. I mean, even if they did score a touchdown... Uh, and get the two-point conver- two conversion and the Packers, could it still could have gone down and scored a touchdown a to win? Like, you would have looked at the other drives where they got into the red zone and, and didn't score a touchdown. They were one for, I believe, four in the red zone when you talk about touchdowns. Three times they kicked a field goal once they scored a touchdown. I mean, like... The formula was working, but what Jake brought up earlier, it applies most to the red zone. Like, you have to be aggressive to the red zone. These little deke and dunk plays aren't going to work in the red zone. Like, take your chances on an Allen Robinson ball. Take your chances on a Jimmy Graham ball. Like, these are the things that were working. I know Jair Alexander is shadowing out there on some of those guys, but you have to force something in the red zone and try to get a touchdown because, you know, like, throughout the game as a fan watching it, I mean, I knew, man, we're going to have to score because the defense simply can't stop Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm sure that was in the back of everybody's mind. Like, you, every, each time they settle for a field goal, you're thinking, shit, like, Aaron Rodgers is going to go down, he's going to make that field goal hurt, the fact that you didn't come out of there with a touchdown. So that, that I mean, that's the true difference in the game. Those red zone possessions are the true difference uh, why the Bears lost this game. The Packers, I believe, were perfect, 100% in the red zone. The Bears were not, and when you look at the box score and you, you, you calculate it out, you know, Bears could have won this game had they scored touchdowns instead of field goals in the red zone. And that was the theme for the Bears for a long, long time until these past three games when they started to get to their red zone scoring percentage super high against those past three teams. Um, but it looked like the Bears of old in this game, meaning the first, for, you know, one to 12 weeks when you talk about their productivity in the red zone. So that's where, that's like the biggest issue for me. And when you, when we started to talk about, you know, how can you defeat the saints next week? What do you have to do better? That's the number aside from the defensive play. That's the number one thing for me is you have to, you know, take advantage of these opportunities against good teams. So you got to score in the red zone. I mean, I mean that that's really, really the glaring thing that stands out to me in this game.
0: I I was just going to say, you know, I was, during the game, I, I tweeted it out right as soon as right like as soon as halftime started. But like you really really needed that touchdown instead of that field goal right before half. And and I keep thinking about how much different mm-hmm. the game would have been if that had happened because it, you know we talk about that that long grueling drive where um, the Bears went for it on fourth down I believe three times like that doesn't need to happen if you score that touchdown earlier and like like you guys said i mean having to settle for field goals instead of touchdowns like you can't let that happen man and that's that's burned us so many times in the past Mm -hmm. um it's gonna like kevin said like that's gonna have to be something uh they work on moving forward because you you can't have that happen especially in the playoffs like every team you see is a talented team they're gonna make you pay
1: yeah, right. Th- these teams are too good, too disciplined to not be taken advantage of like a Jaguars or a Texans or a Vikings or Lions or Giants, whoever. These teams are going to make you pay if you can't score six or seven or eight or whatever you need uh, in those situations. <laughs> like, I-, I mean, when you force a-, a fumble on special teams deep into enemy territory and you only walk away with three, all yeah. these teams all these teams that are left are going to make you pay for that you have to convert on those and there were a couple times where i mean even the fourth down throw like mitch was i don't know if he was rushing the throws if he was if he was rattled or there was and it was partially the play calling i mean obviously especially on that fourth down play that they didn't convert it, it obviously should have been a run and and while the packers were picking up on the run and david montgomery wasn't having as much t- space to run as before Uh, it it had worked in the previous three tries, four tries. I mean, you gotta make it work. You gotta know what your strengths are and play to those. Um, but I, I mean, on that one red zone throw and Mitch tried to get it to Allen Robinson and it was behind him and it was very nearly a pick. Uh, thankfully the green Bay DB was not ready for it and dropped right through his hands. But I, I mean, just some of these decisions and some of these throws, it's just very early. They were playing to his strengths. Great you know nothing farther than 10 yards and grant and while that throw a mooney downfield for 50 whatever yards was spectacular and great and it looked like a momentum shifter um i mean what changed i mean and i know green Bay started playing the run better but you had your bread and butter and and we've been talking about it for the last few minutes but you gotta convert you gotta make something out of it and you know like we said the these other teams that are left are going to make you pay if you're only walking away with 3. You got to come away with touchdowns. You got to be able to scheme up plays that could you yeah. like the Colt Komet shovel pass, that's a touchdown that's play. That's a touchdown play. Yeah. That gets you points. And they just completely went away from it. Something something changed from that first drive, that first touchdown drive, that and I don't know what it was, but something changed there and they stopped. and even the fourth down conversion where Mooney, it looked like he was going to take the handoff and they threw a short pass to to him where he had some space. And it, 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 granted, it was a three yard play, and but it, it converted. And that's a goal line play right there. That will work in a goal line. So something has to change here. Where it's I don't know why they get so scared, and I don't know why they decide exactly. to to try and outsmart the other team. If the run is working, use the run. If the sneaks are working, Mitch Trubisky is what six three two something. Mm-hmm. Use the sneak, man.
2: It's working. I think the thing you're trying to get at is like this formula can work. Like this style of play can work. We've seen it work for teams. You mentioned that Titans comparison. That's how they won a few games in the playoffs last year. Long grueling drives and they're gonna wear down the opponent in a time of possession battle. But as you mentioned, like it own that formula can work, but it only works if you come away with touchdowns because like literally you break it down, like they don't have time like you literally will run out of time to score points if you get down like you you can you can win with this formula but number 1 like you mentioned you can't shy away from it like if things and I don't think they necessarily shied away from what they're trying to do because you saw them go on that long drive again in the fourth quarter. Like even when they were down and trying to go for that final score to go ahead and late in the game, like they didn't have the biggest sense of urgency. Like they were still pl- kind of playing their style of game. Like we're going to get these little Texas routes, David Montgomery, uh, and we're just going to grind our way to first downs all the way down the field. Like that's okay. Um, But to an extent, like you, you do have to see more of those downfield plays. Like you, the product of that Mooney play was what they were doing all day all day. Like these play action plays, these dink and dunk. Like you knew at some point they were gonna expose the defense and open it up. And like they were waiting for the right moment to do that. Now literally just do it a little bit more frequently and it necessarily doesn't have to be fifty yards, it has to be twenty yards to Allen Robinson. Like Allen Robinson didn't have a target uh, until like third, the third quarter, I'm thinking a target in the first half, like you can play this formula and you can do this ground and pound type dink and dunk formula. Like that's okay, but it has to be mixed in with big chunk plays. Like that, that is part of how that formula works is like you deceive them and you're going underneath all day and it's underneath, underneath, underneath. Okay. The defense adjusts. Safeties are playing underneath too. They start to cover the flat, beat them on a double move. Like it- it's, it's literally as simple as that. So that formula can work. But it has, to, it has to have a splash of big plays in it as well. So if you're trying to get what I'm saying there. So when you do think about, you know, if this is all of a sudden the identity for them going forward, playing better teams, like, I'm okay with that. You can run this identity because it works when you have a running back who's as good as David Montgomery, especially, you know, getting those extra yards if he is just getting 45-yard carries. Um, but you have to splash it in and, and get the ball to your big-time playmakers to get big plays at some point. That's what the Packers did with that Marquez Valdez scantling play, and those are the types of plays that are differences in the game. You know, my, one thing I've always
0: wondered is why they don't try fades to Allen Robinson uh, more. I, 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 just simply well, in well, the it's end up. zone why, or anywhere. Why didn't
1: Why didn't they try Allen Robinson more in this game? Period. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not exactly sure.
0: I didn't pay attention to like every single one of his his matchups or anything like that, but Packers fans. And, you know, I'm not taking it with the grain because you know how they are, but they were making it seem like he got shut down, which I don't know if that's true or not. But that's kind of how they were making it seem. And they're they're making it seem like, you know, he wasn't open, which I don't know if that's the case. I'm not 100 percent sure. But I mean, he didn't he was held without a reception for uh, the first two quarters. First I believe, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, I, I think. You know, if if you don't get Allen Robinson involved, you're going to have a tough time doing much of anything on offense. He's the engine of this offense. You need to feed Allen Robinson. And if if he's, you know, if he's truly getting shut down, that's still your job as a coach to scheme ways to get him the ball. It's that simple.
1: Mm -hmm. In that scenario, I think that there was a... It seemed like there was a game plan. Like, all right, we know Alexander's going to be on... Robinson here so let's look to our other options because I think that's why Darnell Mooney got had a career day had 11 receptions I think that I think that's why Komet had seven receptions which I think is maybe a career high for him too yes possibly so I think that's why you saw Mooney and Komet get career high in receptions because there was a plan you know Robinson's going to be blanketed he's going to be double covered he's going to the a top corner so let's look to other guys and it was working for a while I mean I I love Cole Komet I was very happy to see all that from Cole Komet. And I, and I texted this in the group chat. I think he's going to be awesome in the next couple of years. I think he's going to be a real weapon, but uh, I, I think there was a plan to that point. And then, you know, we're not going to go to Allen unless we can, we know we can get to him unless we know we can get gains out of him. And they did. I mean, his two receptions, 37 yards, they knew what they were getting out of him. Um, and, and they worked. I think one of them, one of his two catches was uh, for a first down and a crew and a, on a third down, I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that as far as the game planning goes. Like, don't try to force to your guys when you know they're covered, and because that's how, again, that's how you lose games too. Right. So, and that's and Mooney was great. Mooney was awesome. 93 yards, which is a, a year high, career high. Um, and, and I'm fine with going with those guys. Obviously, Komet uh fumbled that ball, which really he was stripped. I mean, there's really not much he could do about that. I don't think, but. I mean there there were things to like there were things to like it's just I wish that there had been in the I uh, in the most critical moments I think it's fair to have wished for better play calls. Is that fair yes. to
2: say? Yes, that's fair to say. I mean it yeah. like it, although I said everything about um you know the formula working right about this ground and pound dink and dunk formula working and yes it is a formula that can work like I just felt throughout the game that there was sort of a lack of confidence if if you know what I mean. Just whether it was between Nagy and Mitch or and Mitch himself.
1: Like I just but felt... I, can't, I don't even think that's true because he trusted really? Mitch to convert fourth downs before the, before that, he that, even got into the red zone That's you know? a
2: really good point. That's a really good point. It just the reason why I say that I think aside from the fifty yard play is like we didn't see those downfield plays and maybe it was I mean there, there's a like very good chance it could have just been smart decision making by Mitch. Like like you mentioned like not forcing the ball and maybe we should be maybe we should <laughs> be excited about that, because we know in the past, a Mitch Trubisky play would be, okay, Allen Robinson's blanketed, I'm going to try to fit it into this tight window that's not there, boom, interception. Like, we know that that's what he's done in the past, so maybe we do have to, you know, understand that he was maybe making the smart play by taking those check downs to commit. and yeah, it was working, but it just, I don't know, I don't know why I just got that feeling that maybe maybe not confidence is the right word, a lack of confidence isn't the right term, or phrase, rather, but maybe a lack of aggressiveness, and, and you I, brought that up.
1: in those In those situations, I think that was smart because we know Mitch can't make those downfield throws if you ask him to do it too often. That one, the one to Mooney that he completed, I think it was perfectly timed because it was the first one all day that was downfield and he completed because the Packers were completely caught off guard by it. You had Mooney on one-on-one with separation and they tried it again and it didn't work, obviously, but one for two on deep balls for Mitch Trubisky, I will take that. You know, I will take that all day. There, there, there was, was the one. one there was the one he missed to Wims. I, I wouldn't call it deep, oh, but yeah. I mean it was Wims went like, the wrong Wims went the wrong route uh, on that. Sure, level. I mean, I mean, but that, that was, was still weird. a completable ball. But sure. I mean, it's just you know, I'll take that all day. I think that's just knowing your spots and hitting it, which is progress from this coaching staff because in the past they were like, all right, just bomb it. You could do it. Eventually, yeah. one of them's gonna hit. So that is knowing your situation, I guess, which is progress. But I, yeah, I was fine with that because, like you said, the dink and dunk was working. The run, the ball, run it down their throats. Like we just said, like we said earlier, worked for the Titans last year. Run it down yeah. their throats if you have to. Exactly. The shovel pass worked. I mean, I like
2: no, no, no. Well, well the thing is too. The, the running game wasn't 100% there. The, like, you know, you weren't getting it those chunk the, the, plays.
1: The Packers definitely picked up on it in the second half. They did a way better job of defending the run in the second half. I mean, really, after the first
2: drive, they, they kind of started to pick it up. Yeah. And, and, like, Dave Montgomery didn't have anything of, like, over eight yards for what seemed like a long, long, long period of time. So, um, you know, I I don't know, hopefully that they'll continue, they'll get back to that form the past few weeks, because listen, too, the thing is like, this Packers rush defense is not good like, we, we're not talking here about a very top defensive front uh, top unit here that's been good at rushing uh, are then defending the rush all year That that's not the case, so that's not you know, an excuse here where, oh, they just ran into a good defense, no, you still gotta pound these guys and they were doing that, I think the Packers just made good adjustments, um, but yeah going forward, like, when we do talk about you know, that formula again, like, you need to get more chunk plays out of that rushing game like the three and five yard carries can work heck if you do four yard carries you know each three downs at the first down and three downs you know that's great but you have to you know break off those big time chunk plays those 12 11 yard chunk plays that the better teams in the league will get and that the bears have got um the past five weeks really too and and it's what we we started to get accustomed to that with that offense we started to get accustomed to um you know these long David montgomery runs that started to be sort of what i would say is a staple of the offense to an extent. Um, And anytime you kind of lose your identity a little bit, you know, that's where things go awry. And they lost their identity a little bit running the football. Um, They just simply weren't able to do it as effectively as they were used to. So I guess it's just, you know, I I guess what I'm trying to say is it goes back to the point that, you know, your success running the football with this team dictates whether you're going to win the game or not. We have literally every piece of evidence in the world to know that that is true. You know, I don't know how many, what was the total in rushing yards this game? I haven't looked at the
1: total of it um i know for a fact dave montgomery wasn't over 100 i believe um, I, I have i have it a few so real quick uh dave montgomery 22 for 69 yards nice mitch Trubisky, four for uh-huh. 22 quarter patterson four for 18 so you had a total of 31 carries for 108 yards okay so over 100 but you know your should... longest your longest carry was 13 yards from mitch 13 from mitch yeah from mitch so-
2: You know, that's 108 yards from three backs, 69 yards nice from David isn't going to work against the Saints next week. So um, that's what I'm looking at is that running game has to get back to its form that it was in for a good portion of time at at the end of the season.
0: Yep. David Montgomery, there's literally proof that, you know, when David Montgomery is running the ball well, the Bears are in a better shape to win the game. It's pretty simple. We've seen evidence of it. Um, Just got to do a better job. Uh, but one, one thing I do want to say though, I do think the offensive line had a pretty good game today. Um, and yeah, I just want to give them their props. They've, they've, you know, gotten their stuff together. So,
1: yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about that a lot. Juan Castillo has really figured out a combination here with Sam Mustafer there. Um, and then Cody Whitehair moving to guard, but, and, you know, hopefully and and we'll talk about this in the future, but when James Daniels comes back, that'll be even stronger. But, um, <clears throat> Along that train of thought, um, I can't believe uh, like when and this is what happens when you rely on as many backups as you did in the game too. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think that is fair to mention. Like you were missing, Very fair. you were missing two out of your top three corners. You were missing Buster Screen and Jalen Johnson. You lost Roquan Smith halfway through the game. And credit to Josh Woods. You know, Josh Woods, mm-hmm. cr- friend of the program. We love him, and he played a decent game. But, you know, Josh Woods is not Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith, as we've talked about week after week after week, is a superstar linebacker budding before our eyes. And when and, and when Roquan Smith even came into the league, you know, two years ago, we said, this guy is fast. And, and when you lose that kind of speed at the linebacker position you're going to lose something to your game plan. You, the coaches have to scramble the co- because, you know, coaches prepare for a lot of things, but injuries is not something you can prepare for, you know, that you don't have a separate play sheet for when somebody gets injured. Because if that were the case, you'd have a billion play sheets in your office. So, you know, you lose something there when you lose your starters. So losing top, two of your top three corners, uh, including your rookie standout, and then you lose the best player on your defense, arguably this year in Roquan Smith. Uh, that's going to change things and that's going to change how you call the game. It's going to change how, uh, things are run and that's going to change how the off, the opposing offense even attacks you. You know, I I think Aaron Rodgers was way more willing to attack Josh Woods than he was Roquan (laughs) Smith again, nothing against Josh Woods. That just is credit to Roquan Smith for being as good as he has been this year. So, I mean, that's just, that's just something we have to take into account. And I'm sure later in the week, once you know, (laughs) ah, Okay if you get the got necessary guys back yes you can beat the saints and i'm going to leave it at that because That's then fair. we're going to talk about it in the preview episode but you know you were missing a lot of guys at the end of the day in this game and you were missing a lot of important guys jalen johnson and roquan smith being amongst those say what you want about buster scream bobby's blah, 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 still <laughs> your starter Um, and, and and we show that because Aaron Rodgers picked on Duke Shelley and Kendall Vilder a couple times. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. That's the way the league though. Everybody has injuries. Everybody's hurt at some point. Um, you know, the bears got lucky early with Dave Montgomery being able to come back in the game and then they got unlucky with Roquan Smith and Darnell Mooney not being able to return. So that changes the game. And, you know, hopefully those guys, hopefully you can get some of, if not all of those guys back later in the week, but we'll talk about that in our preview episode. Kevin, you have something to say?
2: I don't like making excuses all the time and, 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 you know, oh, well, we didn't win this game because of Jalen Johnson. And I know, you know, people do that a lot. Uh, You know, Akeem Hicks wasn't there the last game. But it's totally fair, and especially in this game, because the touchdown to Robert Tanyan, kind of a blown coverage by Duke Shelley. The fourth and, I believe, three play and the fade route to Devontae uh, Adams, you know, pass interference on Duke Shelley. The touchdown to the fullback on the slot route, 49 on Green Bay, blown cards by josh Woods. like those are now three plays that resulted in touchdowns that are kind of due to not having your top man in there um and i think that's totally fair i mean guys when i you know, often very often in this game i'm watching you know for the for some reason this game more than usual i was looking at the i was watching the players who were guarding uh the offensive players of the packers when i saw duke shelley or somebody else match up on devonte adams I knew for a fact that's exactly where Aaron Rodgers was going. I mean, it was simple as that. Aaron Rodgers is too smart to know that, oh, Devonta Adams against Duke Shelley? Easy, slant route, give me that. Like, th- these are two things that those two guys are so, uh, you know, they, they have such a great connection where they know they can even switch up the route. Like, I think on one play you know, Duke Shelley went in to cover Devontae Adams. I don't think it was even Devontae Adams' route to run what he did and he ran a different thing and I saw after the play Aaron Rodgers kinda, you know, gave a little bit of a point in look to Devontae as and they knew that you know, although it wasn't the route he was supposed to run in the play, it was going to work because of the personnel that he was matched up against. So it is a totally fair argument to say that one of the main reasons this defense got shredded like they did today was because of the loss of not only their best player on their defense, but two of the, like you mentioned, two of the top three cornerbacks on their team. It's a totally fair argument to, to make. I'm not going to sit here and say they would have won the game if those guys played, but would it have been a different game? a hundred percent would have been a very very different game had those guys been in all game long and, it, and that's something that you simply can't deny whether you like it or not you cannot deny that it's it's virtually a fact based off the evidence and based off of what we saw
1: i'm getting into dangerous territory because and i think this is what's good about doing these episodes right after the game because right after the game i was just so irritated <laughs> and now i'm convincing myself that if you can just get the right guys back if you can get roquan and john and jalen johnson back mm-hmm. uh, nah. so,
2: Kate, up, this right. is exactly what i said i opened my monologue saying look uh, people are gonna soak and and people can rightfully soak you know th- this this was the game that we got so worked up for and they well, draw and I
1: mean, it's fresh too it's a fresh
2: yes. wound exactly i mean it's, uh, it's a fr- exactly oh. i mean we you 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 said it perfectly, Jake. You said, I mean, when we put out a lot of our Twitter videos, I mean, you replied and you were like, I'm, I'm so ready to be hurt. And, and this is exactly what happened. You're hurt. You got hurt by the Packers. It, ah. It's happened in the past. But you, like, I promise you, you know, you may be a Bears fan listening to this, telling yourself that you are like Jake and Chris and you're not really like all in on the playoffs and all jacked up about it. I promise you that will change before they play the Saints. I mean, you're going to see hype videos come out. Hell, I'll maybe even make another Avengers mashup and that'll get you excited. We're going to release a podcast that will get you excited. You know, people are going to say things on Twitter. Things are going to happen. And, you're gonna, and your level of excitement right now is going to be a lot higher at the start of the game, uh, or at least the day before the Bears play since. I promise you that. I mean, it's been 30 minutes now. 40, I don't know how long this podcast is, 45 minutes, and Jake's we're already, you know, now. leaning that way. Oh, no, I we're promise. At Forty-seven. I promise you, Jake, and it is kind of a representation and an emblem of the rest of the fan base. You know, it's gonna hurt for a little bit, and they're gonna reel you back in, just as they did this year, and you know, just as they did throughout the season. I, okay. So caveat,
1: caveat. I'm gonna be reeled back in if I see that Roquan and okay. Jalen Johnson are practicing. That's, that's a, a huge, fair caveat. That's a huge caveat, and I think for me and for a lot of fans, because those have been arguably your best guys this year. Mm-hmm. I, it, right i mean first i mean kyle fuller has been quietly great and eddie jackson you know is eddie jackson without the splash plays this year of course but um and we'll talk about the missed interceptions in a second here but um i mean if you get those guys oh man oh no it's happening already okay uh, it's happening <laughs> <laughs> it's happening already um um again i think screens out for the year you don't mess around with concussions that's just and well. especially yeah, because this yeah, is his yeah. like fourth or fifth in his career, too. So I think but Jalen Johnson, uh, I think I think he was the biggest thing that you missed tonight. I think Johnson was the biggest guy you missed tonight because, you know, credit to Duke Shelley and Kendallville. They've they've held their own and they've proved that they have a spot on this team. But Jalen Johnson had the makings of defensive rookie of the year and future Pro Bowl or all pro. Um, You know, he showed flashes of that this year. And so missing him really hurt you this year. Um, and I think the bears will address slot co- corner this year uh, in the offseason whenever that does come. But uh, you know, Roquan missing him hurts. He's been a superstar. He's been one of the best inside linebackers in the league this year. Johnson's been great. Uh, I think <laughs> I'm going to wait till the, til the first practice report comes out. So that'll be Wednesday. That's when I will make my decision on okay. how I feel about the rest of this season. Um, but Forward Wednesday I, night, <laughs> yeah. So, so I did, I did mention it. Um, the Bears defense had a couple opportunities to swing the momentum of this game, and all year long, this defense has not been able to make the splash plays they made in 2018. Um, you know, take taking taking uh, interceptions back to the house, taking fumbles back to the house, getting turnovers. You know, Eddie Jackson hasn't had an interception all year. You know, these guys haven't been all all around each other. You know, you haven't had the dances in the end zone by the defense. You haven't had those types of things. So, and it's hard. And so you had three opportunities this game. You had one, which was a diving one by Eddie Jackson, which was kind of a long shot in general. So fine. You had one that was on the tips of the fingers of, was it, Chris, help me out here. Was it Duke Shelley or Kindle Wilder? It was on the tips of their fingers. Uh, and it, who was it? I, I believe that was, I think it was Shelley. Was it Vilder? No, you're right. It was Vilder. It was Vilder. You're right. And then and then you had the first one, which was... uh, and then Oh, and the first one was the batted ball by... Was it Mingo? Yes. I want to say it was Mingo. It was... Rogers was trying to complete the screen pass, and he got his hand on it, and he was kind of juggling it in his chest and his stomach and his midriff there for a minute, and then he ended up dropping it. But those were three big missed opportunities where you had the chance to swing the momentum and you missed them. And, and two of them were back to back The Eddie Jackson diving play in the Mingo yeah. botched one. You had an opportunity there to really swing the momentum and, in years past in 20, those 2018 bears would have taken that to the house, which I mean, stinks yeah. and, you know, you can wish for whatever in, in the past, but uh, you know, th- those hurt. Those were momentum shifters for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I was just going to say, um, you know, it's, funny that you bring up the 2018 team because i was just gonna bring up the fact that you know like how many times this year have have they have the bears you know almost gotten an interception or almost recovered a fumble like and and i genuinely think like that's the difference between being a great team and a good team like you you're able to make those plays look in 2018 i mean they were making all those plays and the bears were dominant And, and i don't think that's a coincidence you know so Um, you know, just over the course of the year, like, you know, and I don't, uh, some people may get mad at this and and say, oh no, well, it's only Pagano, it's only Pagano. But like, you know, this defense, I, you know, it's still good in my opinion, but it's just, it's not what it once was. And I, and they've regressed. I think that's fair to say. I
1: think that's very fair to say, and things change because, you know, and and that's the thing though, too, because like that year that was that Eddie Jackson's rookie year. 21
2: 28. No, no, that was the second year.
1: Second year. So, so, I like, think like people learn, and I and I think that just like teams learn to okay, we can't put our team in situations for these guys to make us pay. So I think that's just a judgment. But also, I mean, the drop from Vic Fangio to Chuck Pagano is obviously very oh, steep. Jeez. Yeah,
2: I mean that's gonna.
1: You hey, to do a hey, hey! If that. Vic if Vic gets fired. Yep. I mm-hmm. mean.
2: Mm-hmm. he should come back and he probably will i mean he i think he really liked this team
1: i <laughs> well, think he i mean well, we'll, we'll save that for an off-season episode because i mean you could do a whole podcast yeah. on that but um well i just you know real
2: quick the, the thing is i mean we talked so much about having roquan back having Jalen back and having scream back like all that is good and great, but, like, it, it, it almost doesn't even matter unless you unless you execute, unless you truly execute. And, like, they could have won this game without those guys had they executed. I mean, that Eddie Jackson interception, like, yeah, it's a tough play he's expected to make that play. He's one of the best in the he's league made it at before. making those. He's made it before plenty of times. And he's, he's going to go back there and do his push pushups uh, tonight, you know, you know, paying off that play because he knows he's, he, he knows that's literally what he's supposed to. Do. That's his role. His role isn't to make great open field tackles. His role isn't to, you know, do any. His role is to get interceptions and get the ball back for your offense. That's literally what Eddie Jackson does. That's how he made his name when he was a rookie. That's how he became an all pro in 2018. And that's what he does. He expects himself to make that play. So, the execution matters, man. And those missed interceptions, they're crushing. And, and you, you hit it perfectly when you said these are plays that, you know, the 2018 Bears make. And this is I said it in the pregame podcast. And I could not tell you how important it was, was uh, in two of the three losses, Aaron Rodgers threw an interception and in one of their closer games against the Jaguars. He threw an interception. I said the Bears needed an interception to win this game. My bold prediction was Eddie Jackson gets an interception. He almost had it. Had he got it? maybe they do win this game i mean it's a totally different game if they come
1: away with just well, one even, even one the turnovers. even the, the mingo botched one was i even mean the that, mingo. If, if mingo comes down with that he's got green grass that's 6 points
2: he's got green grass and it was in uh, our territory so if oh. um in Packer territory rather so if he had gone down they still would have had a good chance to score um so th- those hurt man like when you play the better teams next week when you play the Saints you have I mean you simply have to take advantage of those opportunities now that does you know it actually pairs perfectly with what we talked about earlier sure get those turnovers they did get one on special teams great job by I believe it was D- Demetrius Harris to get that elbow in there on was. the ball you was. you got a turnover uh early Guess what? It almost didn't matter because you didn't take advantage of it. When you play these good teams, get the turnovers, that's only half the battle. You have to take advantage of it and get the touchdowns off of turnovers. You look at some of the better teams in the league and the teams that end up making it to the Super Bowl, what's the common theme? Not only do they get the most turnovers and dominate the turnover margin, they also score the most off of those turnovers. That's how you see a 6-0 to game be a 14-0 to game early on. That's how you see a game that was once 21-21, to uh, instead of it being 27-21, to be 35-21. to And everyone's looking at it on ESPN saying, well, this game's over. How did that happen so quickly? Well, they got interceptions and they scored off of it. So when you look forward to next week and we'll talk about this interceptions are great the execution has to come but it's perfectly paired with the offense and you have to have to have to take advantage of those opportunities against good teams who don't allow turnovers to happen very often
1: something else that i want to bring up and and i had said it earlier and and one other thing that good teams don't do is that they don't give up the ball in unfortunate spots. And so, and and the commit fumble was unfortunate. I really don't think that was his fault. He just, you know, it sucks when you get it stripped. He was falling to the ground. Like you're not, you know, if the call on the field
2: was a, was not a fumble, it would have stayed that way. Agreed. Agreed.
1: Agreed. And so that's unfortunate. And you almost had another one by Mooney later, which thankfully uh, went out of bounds. So you got away with it, Mm -hmm. but one thing that happens, and this is my one criticism of Mitch tonight. You're down by 12, and real, and you would have had to have an onside kick go your way, and you would have had things really go your way to have a chance to win that game. But you can't be throwing interceptions. I, I think that was old Mitch we saw. We saw mm-hmm. a frazzled Mitch. Mm-hmm. We saw a guy who you know, got those happy feet, as we like to say in years prior. Um, if you're going to win in the playoffs, can't be doing that in crunch time. Because really that was still crunch time. You still theoretically had a, a shot to win that game. And then once yeah. that interception happened, that really sealed it for the Packers and and that win. So it, for the most part, I, I'm happy with Mitch's performance again, and that part of that's the scheme. They didn't ask him to do anything he couldn't do. They asked him to throw deep balls at the right time for the most part. Um you know, 33, 33 completions, forty-two attempts, and for the most part, there's only one or two real passes we have an issue with. But, um, yeah, I mean, just that's the thing. He's got to be, he's got to be the guy we've seen in weeks past if we if they're gonna win playoff games. That, that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. That interception, like you got to be mentally locked in. You got to be a, a steel trap there.
2: And the, I, I just felt like that was another moment where I almost. Felt like he was gonna like going into that drive. I felt like he was gonna throw a pick because I just felt like the confidence was like I just didn't feel the confidence there. Like that is well, a very. I don't
1: even think it's a confidence thing. I think it's just well, a all right time to prove myself thing. Time to like you know to an extent. Time to sign you know really just a uh, uh, forcing things more tight situation.
2: That that's true, that's true, but you do have to understand that like this game and really this team in general and really football in general is based off of momentum and like that momentum for the Bears dropped to zero after the Rodgers touchdown. Like that's where I'm coming from is like once they once they scored and went up, I believe it was 12 at the time, uh like you you kind of knew there was no chance to win the game. And, you know, that momentum severely, severely dropped there. So then I don't want to bring this up. But did you guys agree with the decision to go for it on fourth and one there instead of kick the field goal? Because, you know, in hindsight, like, oh, it wouldn't have mattered. But had they kicked the field goal, like there is something to be said and my mom actually said this, which is which is funny that she made me think of this. But, like, there is something to be said when I speak about momentum. Had they kicked that field goal, just getting points on the board and being down what I believe would have been two points, correct? Uh, it would have been 21 19 had they kicked the field goal. Like, you would have kept energy up on the. You would have kept energy, you would have kept momentum, and then you maybe would have gotten a stop, and then a field goal would have won the game. Or even if the Packers got a field goal, you would have had a chance to go down and score a touchdown. So, I don't I, know. I think.
1: I, I think it was fair because you had already st- made yeah. one, one or two fourth down conversions to that point and yeah. you guys were kind of wrong. i think I think it was a situation where you were in a position to be like all right we can we, we can really take charge here if we convert this and you had already at, at least once if not twice i can't exactly remember but yeah I, I mean I think I think that was the right call to go for it fourth and one you okay. had already done it twi- once or twice so I think that was completely fair. And I like that. And I like that. I like the aggressiveness from Nagy. I think that's the type of play calling you have to have with this offense. you got to just go for it. you got to step on throats when you can. I don't know. Chris, Chris, I don't know if you have any differing opinions on that.
0: Yeah, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've just been sitting and thinking about how we started this podcast and what we were talking about then. Um, And I – like there's one thing that I'm thinking about. And that's just, it's more so of a silver lining to my own thoughts about how, um, you know, you're eight and eight and, you know, you probably don't deserve to be there, whatever, this and that. I I just think the fact that there's going to be absolutely zero pressure on the Bears could see them maybe doing something up. Oh, oh. that's, That's how I think, like, that. I feel like, you know, that's. I love it. The, those teams that sneak in sometimes can be dangerous and th- trust me trust me when i say it, this is not me saying the bears are winning a super bowl it's not me saying they're beating the saints but you know those teams with with less pressure on them you know those sometimes are the teams to look out for it's just something to bring up it's
2: worth noting that's all very valid. It's it, it's, a, it's a very valid point. I mean, we're making these comparisons to the Titans. What seed were the Titans last year? Since we've compared them now, I believe it's the third time.
1: and I believe they were a wild card team. Yeah, it
2: was, they, they were definitely fifth sixth.
1: or sixth. They yeah. were def-
2: probably the sixth seed. Um and yeah, yeah, I mean I I think Chris is hundred percent right. Like they were going against New England. You remember that first game was that big win against New England that was, you know, the beginning of the end for Tom Brady uh there in New England and the end of that regime, the end of that dynasty. Like T- that was Tennessee
1: that win- was the sixth seed. They were the six. last seed to move in. There you go. They, and they, and they, a- they beat New England twenty to thirteen and then Baltimore twenty to tw- 28 to twelve.
2: And they were up, I believe, 17 to zero or 17 to seven against the Chiefs in the second quarter, and and they blew that lead to Patrick Mahomes there. Um, so they had a chance to even make it to the Super Bowl in that game. So this is what I'm saying guys you've already drawn yourselves back in i love it this is this is the jake and chris that i love back in. this on. is a big <laughs> health thing
1: again i need to
2: see the practice report Wednesday. i know i know i know but but you, you see what i'm saying is like you can't help but get excited and that's you know exactly you know that's totally fair you can't help but get excited like this is what i'm what i said from the jump guys like i'm giddy at the fact that we're watching this team have a chance to Playing the playoffs, like with, with the whole world watching with a chance to move on. Like, I'm just giddy thinking about that. Like, I'm excited thinking about and that. And
1: Cairo Santos instead of Cody. Oh.
2: <laughs> yes, there you go. That's the most important key. Sorry. Oh, Cleveland. You guys don't know what you're in for Cleveland. You guys made it in, but this is just the beginning for uh, the Cleveland Browns uh and and what may or may not happen we can regarding all agree the goal though, that
1: The NFL is going to finagle it and move it so that Kamara can play though, right? Yes, that's 100% going to happen. It's 100%. Well, to be honest, the Saints are probably like the unluckiest
2: team in NFL history. They always get some, you know, crazy penalty come came uh, you know, gone against them or something like that. I don't know how the league determines which games like i don't know if they it's just the their bears. discretion it's their well well number one is they want to get the most out of the viewership so let me tell you i i guarantee you that the bears game will probably be the prime time game because they are in love with the chicago market and the new orleans market it's great too and they don't they really want to you know and, and viewership
1: will be at kamara. its highest if
2: kamara plays uh, I think it would be high regardless, but if Kamara plays, it'll probably be higher. I'll get more casual
1: fans that way.
2: If I, yes, if I had to make a guess, and most of who are listening to this are going to hear this after, you know, the, the schedule has been released so I could look like a pure idiot. I would imagine they'll have the Sunday night game, the, the the night game on Sunday. That's my highest guess. That that'll, That's always the most watched game. Um, You know, none of the Saturday games are more watched than the Sunday games. You got the Chicago market, you got the New Orleans, which is, you know, one of the better franchises in the league, a good market as well. You got Kamara, you got big-time players, Khalil Mack, Drew Brees. Like, I would imagine it's going to be the Sunday night game. I could look like an idiot, but Jake makes a very, very good point. I brought this up to my friend, too, that the Saints are probably, and rightfully so, I mean, as much as much as we would want Kamara not to play, like, that's probably the
1: right thing for the league to do. To put I, this- I, I, I could honestly, and sorry to cut you off, but I could no, totally no, you, see Ravens, Titans, or Brown Steelers being... That primetime game,
2: Ravens Titans or Browns Steelers? Nah. Because Ravens
1: Titans is a rematch, and Browns Steelers, Steelers wait, is a Wait, the Browns Steelers? Browns Steelers, bronze yeah.
2: Steelers. Oh wow, that's like that. Yeah, yeah Browns Steelers could be it. I, uh-uh. but I,
1: but I would agree that the Bears and Saints will definitely play. On it. I, well I mean, we'll discuss it later. Obviously, once the schedule is coming out when we do the previous episode. But I mean, regardless, the NFL is going to make sure Camaro plays. They played the Eagles on yeah. Sunday night, right? Real quick. No, that was an afternoon game. No, it was a night game. It was definitely a night game. No, it wasn't because no, no? I was on a plane. Because I was on a plane and I it landed at no, like 7, 8 o'clock. What game? For sure. The, the oh, wild card uh, game.
0: That oh, no, it was the night
1: game. Night, no, it was the night game. It was like 5 o'clock in San Diego. That's why. That's why I'm yeah, thinking
0: it was Sunday. It was like, like evening yeah.
1: yeah, it was the night game. You're right. You're right. You're right.
2: And it was Sunday, right? That's that's the one I'm trying to make. Yeah, like,
0: it was. Okay. Wait, Sorry, Chris. Was, go ahead. Uh, what you're saying. Yeah, it was, right? I'm, I, I has to I be I, mean, so. Wait, uh, I, I just want to say something um, yeah. I was just scrolling Twitter and i I keep seeing Bears fans say that the game is on Sunday. I haven't s- seen it confirmed anywhere but people are like responding to other people as if news has been dropped
1: well, well I think every I think everyone's just assuming it's gonna be that way it's just so Kamara can play and the rest yeah, of yeah okay yeah that,
0: that's that's fair yeah I just wanted to,
1: to know <laughs> I that. think everyone just knows how Roger Goodell's mind works.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's but, I mean, really like, fair. to be honest, like, again, like, if you're the commissioner of the league, like, that is technically the right thing to do. As much as we yeah. hate it, that is the right move to make, you know. Of course, yeah. So, um, we won't know. I mean, again, we're recording this at, you know, it's currently 752 in Chicago right after the game. So, the full schedule will be released, at least for us, uh, after the Washington game, the Eagles game. Yeah. So, they, you know, have a full bracket. Morning, it, yeah. I think they release it. I'm I, pretty I think, sure they release it yeah, after it'll be tonight. immediately it'll after. Be tonight. Um, so I know people listening to this tomorrow are gonna be like, God, these idiots. I mean, you know, we already know <laughs> everything already. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where it's at. So um,
1: yeah, Bear yeah. Saints. That's preview, I don't know what time what or the day. For. Yeah, that's what the previous episodes for. <laughs> no, but that being said, um, you know, it, it hurts. It hurts. To lose to the Packers, it hurts to get swept by the Packers. 35-16, it's obviously never a good thing. But there were somehow positives to take from this game. It wasn't nearly as bad as the first matchup against them. And you're a playoff team. You have a playoff game for the second time in three years. I can't believe I'm going to say a winnable game but she can advance the next round, which would be, again, more than in any of our lifetimes. Me, I've been alive for 23 years. Chris, are you also 23, I think? Yes? I'm, I'm 22. Oh, you're younger than me. Okay. So I, as the oldest one here, as the elder statesman, uh, my entire year in 23 years on this earth uh, would be, you know, the, the most playoff appearances in the shortest amount of time in my life would be The most well, I guess the Super Bowl run would be the most wins, but the most that I can remember wins in my life, um, Mm -hmm. a a win that you can have. So, oh, God, again, I'm waiting until I see the practice report. If I see that Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson are at least limited, then I'll start getting excited. But I'm either way, I'm still going to watch the game. The Saints are admittedly a beatable team. Mm Um, Alvin Kamara having to rest for 10 days and get his body right and do whatever he wants to do, uh, is obviously scary, but you're in the playoffs. So I guess just, uh, savor that fact. You know, it's the, the most, the bears have been in the playoffs. The most consistently the bears have been in the playoffs for most of our lifetimes. So savor it. And you know, who knows if you beat the saints, maybe you, you know, maybe third times the charm against the Packers. If you beat the Saints, so is that
2: who is that who they would for sure play? I th- yeah, I think, I mean, yeah,
1: because yeah, because the Packers get the buy. Third time's a charm, unless they lose. Oh wait, no, they have the buy. Shit. Well, all right, bye. whatever. So, unless somehow <laughs> somehow their entire team gets Thanos snapped, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So you know, uh, we'll have a preview episode though out later in the week, probably Wednesday or Thursday after the practice reports come out, and you know we'll update you. We'll break it all down. I can't believe Kevin's already mostly flipped me on this, but, you know, that's why we do these episodes after the game, just so <laughs> it's fresh for you guys. Yeah. Um, But, Kevin, Chris, anything else you guys want to add in here before I close it out? Uh, um, yas. That,
0: that, <laughs> about, that about does it for me.
1: All right. off. So, your 2020 Chicago Bears, despite – Multiple quarterback changes, despite a six game losing streak, despite the play calling getting handing over, despite injuries, despite everything, they are eight and eight and they are in the playoffs. We will talk to you one more episode at the very least from the Bears Nation podcast crew later this week to break down the tilt against the New Orleans Saints on the wild card weekend. For myself, for Kevin, and for Chris, we appreciate you all very much. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you later this week. Bear down. Bear down.